Now it's time for Union County Edgecast, a podcast to discuss the current economic development environment within Union County, North Carolina, the Greater Charlotte area, the state of North Carolina and beyond. During this time, Chris will discuss many topics with guests ranging from industrial leaders, important allies and thought leaders throughout the economic development landscape. You can also find the video version of this episode on the Monroe Union County Economic Development's YouTube channel and other social media platforms. Please know that the views, information or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the policies or positions of any other agency, organisation, employer or company. Now let me introduce your host, Chris Plate, Executive Director of Monroe Union County Economic Development. All right. Well, welcome today. Uh, our guest is Mr. Lee Fight, uh, the Carolina's President for Fifth Third Bank. Welcome, Lee. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. It's uh, been a little bit. We had a small hiatus. We were on uh, some vacations and other things that allowed us to uh, uh, enjoy some of the summer. So we're back now doing the podcast. Great. So you're you're the new one right out of the gate. Well, so I appreciate I'm that. Glad to. Um, so again, just to remind people what the podcast is, it's basically an opportunity for us to talk to folks in and outside the region, uh, outside of Union County, and find out what's going on in the marketplace and eventually how that sort of plays back here in Union County and how it can help us in our recruitment and, and all of that. Um, so um, the Fifth Third um, has been supportive of us uh, in the past. We have a, an event called the Groundhog Day Economic Summit, and you have helped us multiple times with speakers. Uh, to allow yeah, that. Yeah. And so thank that's, you so uh, much for that event. That's been one of our favorite events to support. Uh, it's always a lot of fun, very informative. You guys, uh, you, you've got such a great staff and, and so many great businesses in this area. So we're, we're always looking forward to that. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those things that, again, because of the size of Fifth Third, it does help us tremendously with uh, the the caliber of someone to come and help you know speak from the economist side and and everything else sure. so it's it's been great well been good for us as well very good very good well um in this we like to you know sort of keep it casual and so um we'll find out what you know a little bit more about you personally so where are you from Chris, I'm actually from Charlotte. Um, wow, you're like a unicorn. You know, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Uh, yeah, grew up in Charlotte. Um, you know, uh, my father's from Charlotte, uh, but both sides of family are from North Carolina. We moved around the, the Charlotte area a bit, but uh, um, it's home for me. And, uh, you know, went off to college at Appalachian State, uh, but uh, uh, stayed, uh, moved back to Charlotte, stayed employed uh, here. And, and, it, and frankly, why would you want to leave this region? It's, right. It's, I, in my opinion, it's one of the best regions in the country. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been home for a long time. Yeah, like you, I was raised down in uh, South Carolina in uh, Clover, big city of Clover, sure, it's sure. A, a river rat. And my whole time, I was thinking, I just want to get out. I want to go somewhere else. And kept finding myself back here because it's so amazing to be. You know, you're close to almost anything you want to be at. You know, to go to the mountains, the beach, the the quality of entertainment in the Charlotte area is just great. And yeah, so it's funny you say that because there, you know, there have been times that I have considered mm-hmm. uh, working in another another city. And yeah, I think one of the best things about my job and and in my career is I've had the opportunity to travel a lot. And so there may you may have a day when you're on a plane to go somewhere and you think, what a wonderful place to live. Right. 
but I've always been happy to come back home here. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm aware of just how lucky we have it. Yeah. Isn't that a great feeling? You're it coming is. back on the plane, you're like, I'm glad to be home. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice. Uh, we do a lot of travel out west, but particularly Dana, my wife's got some family out in Colorado and stuff. And I just, the biggest thing is when you come back, it's all green. You know, yeah. compared to the West is brown or, you know, sort of lack of color that we have here. And you've got, there's more colors here than a Crayola box when it, it comes to green. And yeah, stuff, yeah, no doubt. So you said App State? Yes. So they've uh, changed a lot since you probably went. Uh, that school has turned into an amazing place. It has. Uh, you know, I, I probably probably couldn't uh, get in there today. My mm-hmm. uh, my oldest son graduated from Appalachian in, in, in the last year. And uh that's hard to believe because I knew it, him when he was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, it, it's hard for me to believe, but uh, <laughs> gainfully employed. He's uh, I, I did a great job preparing him. Uh, but you know when we go up there to see him, yeah, and, you know, the buildings everywhere. There's always something under construction. Yes, um, you know it's like that with a lot of the colleges in North Carolina, and uh, you know we, uh, you know I don't I don't recognize the campus much anymore. <laughs> Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I, there are professors that I had at that school that my son had, and they would remember me. And, uh, wow. you know, that's, that's one of the things we talked about before he was, when he's considering colleges is that's a place where people get to know you, yeah. you have personal relationships. So um, it's a family. It, it is, it is. Yeah. So it's, you know, good, uh, it's a good place for me. It's a good place for him. Uh, yeah, I was fortunate. I went on to Wake Forest for business, uh, for, for a graduate program for business. And, uh, I encountered the same thing at Wake Forest. Yeah. And so, you know, I think a lot of folks will take it for granted, but we have a lot of wonderful universities in the Carolinas. That's for sure. And uh, North Carolina or South Carolina. Right. And uh, so very blessed. Hard to go wrong there. Yeah, it really is that corridor really from Atlanta almost all the way up to, to Washington, D.C. Sure. You've got pretty much anything in there than the, than the calibers off the charts. Yeah, it's great. You know, particularly for in what we do, the engineering schools. Yeah, from Georgia Tech all the way up to Virginia Tech, right. Clemson, NC State, App, UNC Charlotte. I mean, it's just we have anything we want yeah, with that. You know, aerospace nice. to to literally anything, automotive. So it's um, we're very very fortunate. Um, so when you went to, did you know what you wanted to do coming out of App? Did did you the financial track was something uh, that you wanted to follow, or how did you stu- you had know, to get into the banking side? No, I have to I have to be honest and tell you that's not uh, the, <laughs> the direction that I was thinking about at the time. Um, although I will tell you, I very very vividly remember a day my freshman year. I was home in Charlotte and I was walking um, near downtown and looking uh, looking at the, the the central business district and. Um, just thinking, that's a bank, that's a bank, that's a bank. <laughs> right. and, and I was just thinking about, gosh, there are a lot of banking uh, yeah. opportunities here. And um, I grew up in a family that's very entrepreneurial, uh, Chris. And, and so we, um, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to do something where I had an opportunity to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't quite figured out what that was going to be yet. Uh, because of the uh, the great banks and the great leaders that were already yeah. um, in in this community, I did have the opportunity to get into banking uh, in Charlotte, and uh, uh, had an opportunity to to consider a couple of different options, and all all of which I think were great. Um, but it uh, ultimately it became a way for me to marry some of my personal interests around. Helping in the community right. and, and, and building relationships with individuals, um, banking has has probably uh, turned out to be the best option for me. But I did not, I wasn't aware of that 
coming out of college. Yeah, it's interesting how that works out, isn't it? That we yeah. all sort of have something in mind, and then you know, there's a plan. Yeah. Look, and and I'd have to say that uh, uh, Appalachian prepared me for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had a a, a very uh, broad based education, and uh, I, I think that I was prepared to do a lot of different things, but. You know, when you're young, you you've got to figure out what's important to you, right? And uh, and then go tackle it. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I can't let anything go by without a shameless plug for Clemson. So uh, of course, yeah. You know, so it also shows, you know, the App State trained you very well that you you know, married a good Clemson girl. So that's uh, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, for years, I was able to tell my wife that uh, in recent times, Appalachian was the only national champion. <laughs> that's true. Uh, around that's for true. football. Um, and she she reminds me now that uh, Clemson has a couple of those, and uh, so so Chris, you know, we fly a couple of different flags out yes, in front of our house. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, you had mentioned you know sort of your your family's past. You know, my family was in banking as well. So, sure. uh, father worked uh, in South Carolina uh, in banks. He was a regional exec uh, up in the the York County area, and so it was always interesting to hear him talk about the stories of how he helped people, you know, that you know someone needed something and they were able to financially figure things out and be creative. Sure. But throughout his career, he always talked about all the changes in, um, in banking. So what are some of the biggest changes you've seen sort of in your, in your tenure? Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's so many. You know, it's just got to be so dynamic. Yeah, it changes all the time. Right. It really does. Uh, I can't tell you that there's ever a day that I think, uh, you know, it's Groundhog Day. It's not like that. Right. Um, what I would say is, is you know, early on, what we considered to be a large bank as I mm-hmm. entered the industry, you know, that'd be a, a large, small bank today, right? <laughs> right. Um, and just the sheer size of banks and, and where they can go to serve clients. Right. They used to be very, very narrowly focused on a given community. Mm-hmm. And now you're able to work with your customers wherever they may be. Uh, technology clearly is a big changer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot that uh, technology can do. I, we tend to think about it in terms of convenience, mm-hmm. and that is a big part of it. But safety and soundness uh, for, mm-hmm. for, for, uh, for companies, uh, for businesses. Uh, Explain that. You know, so so think about uh, – uh, talk about the, 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 the underbelly of, of commerce. Mm-hmm. You know, think about in times that you'd have fraud, you know, or, yes. you know check fraud, for example. Uh, today, it is so easy to move money or you mm-hmm. and I both know we open up an email and right. you don't recognize it. Where is it coming from? Money can get moved out of your account and go around the world in a matter of seconds. Right. Uh, we use a lot of technology to protect our clients' accounts and their information. Uh, that's a big part of it. Uh, we have clients that, you know, maybe they're around the corner, but mm-hmm. maybe they are halfway around the world, and they still need to have access to that information in real time. Uh, how you help companies in terms of being efficient, managing their books and making decisions. Uh, just like, uh, you know, I think about the iPhone Mm. You know, now I don't know how I got along without it before. Right. right. Just in terms of having information access. Well, banking does that as well, providing real time information yeah. so people can make decisions. And and so those are those are a couple of them. But uh, um, it, it's a it's a dynamic industry. It's yeah. uh, it's one where if you're wanting to be challenged, you're going to have that opportunity right. every day. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's been pretty special. So in the obviously there's 
been a lot of regulation changes, particularly since 08 sure. and stuff like that. How is that from an employment standpoint? You must have, have had to ramp up you know, in the backside of the bank that we don't see uh, for regulations, for, again, the more fraud with the um, you know, the, the, Absolutely. the hackers and everything else. So. And we do that in a lot of different places. As you know, uh, Fifth Third uh, mm-hmm. is, is headquartered in Cincinnati. Yes. 162-year-old bank. And we have a tremendous back office and operations team uh, based there. But we have we have groups all over the country. Mm-hmm. And, and here locally in the Carolinas, uh, we have a, a very robust uh, compliance and, and – and, uh, uh, financial crimes would be the title of yeah. the, the, for for the group, and all they do is look for how to ways to protect our customers and uh, and and to protect uh, the the bank, mm-hmm. and um, that's a growing area. It has to be you right. know, all of our competitors. It's a growing area. If you were a business that uh, uh, just think, most businesses can't afford to invest in that in a way to combat right. it 24 7 right. right and so you're relying on your bank to do that so those are areas that that we we have to spend uh, a tremendous amount of our budget and and looking to add all the time yeah uh, the rate amount of regulation coming out of 08 it, it there's been a lot mm-hmm. uh, some of it uh, we think is challenging at times but, but to be fair some of it was probably necessary sure and uh, there there's some good that comes out of that and uh, uh, you know, we have, uh, I think, across the industry, I think we've adapted well. And I would point to, frankly, uh, the pandemic and, mm-hmm. and what we've all experienced and looking at how uh, government stimulus was rolled out earlier this year. Right. Uh, it was unprecedented. We've never seen uh, something roll out quite that fast. Right. And the rules were being written literally day yep. by day as we were going along. And think how quickly that that there were there was stimulus that was able to get out to support right. businesses and and um, uh, and ultimately you know, the employees and, and mm-hmm. consumers and um, you know those are the kind of things that I don't know that we could have done in 08. And right. So there's a lot of investment that occurred in our industry since then that was that was pretty pretty helpful. Um, yeah. Let's go around. I would imagine. I mean, because whether it's checks showing up in your checking account to the PPP applications. I mean, sure. What y'all had to do was pretty incredible just to respond to to you that, know, like you said, instantly. Um, and I would love to tell you that it was seamless. It wasn't. And, sure. And, and, and I know that there were uh, business owners all across the country dealing with their banks mm-hmm. in addition to ours, and they were thinking, you know, I need help. I need it quickly. Uh, what I can tell you is that uh, my staff and, and, and my peers throughout the bank – uh, we had folks that were working literally 24 hours a day. We had it staffed, wow. so it, there were people working 24 hours a day. Uh, I had employees that were getting called in the wee hours in the morning, um, and I know that was occurring because I had multiple calls that were coming <laughs> in, midnight, right. 1 a.m., uh, business owners that were just saying, look, is this going to happen? Uh, you, yeah. know, how, you know, this is important. We need this. Uh, and I'm proud of how we responded as yeah. an industry. Uh, certainly as a bank and certainly within this region, there are uh, institutions of higher education. There are uh, cultural mm-hmm. groups. There are uh, organizations that, that are really helping keep people, you know, propped up and, right. um, and, 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 and businesses that are providing jobs. And, um, and so, you know, we, we did that and, and I think did it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I have to say 
this is a good example of, of where the government, uh, the Fed, uh, they, they really rolled up their sleeves and jumped in right and, right, and, um, and, and got things done for, for, uh, for Americans everywhere. And um, it was uh, – uh, th- there were a few weeks where I wasn't sure that anybody was getting sleep. Right. But uh, I look back now, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of that moment. Yeah. Like you said, it's a lot of stress, a lot of – but it's worth it, yeah. you know, seeing the impact that it had. And speaking of that, you know, there's a lot of businesses that are under a lot of stress, you know, particularly the um, in the retail side, sure. you know, whether that's restaurants or, you know, people that are selling goods to people directly retail-wise. How is that – how have y'all had to deal with those folks? What are you seeing from that segment right now? You know, it varies uh, from market to market mm-hmm. in terms of what you see. But look, clearly, clearly, uh, a lot of businesses have been stressed and, and, and struggling. And, you know, on one end of the spectrum, there are some that are thriving mm-hmm. in these times uh, that are providing, you know, goods and services that are critical as we're trying to, to – to, prevent the spread right. of this virus and and as folks are uh, you know uh, living their lives differently and um, you know I'll point to you know certain retailers that had already started to migrate to more towards e-commerce and had a platform set up for that. right they're Gosh. doing well yeah right uh, there was also retail that hadn't made that connection and you know we look at it today and folks say oh gosh you know 2020 killed that business. The business was probably struggling well before right. 2020. But e-commerce and how we we uh, access retail mm-hmm. has changed, right? Uh, you, you know, you know, small businesses. If you're in the hospitality uh, space, if you know restaurants, yeah. bars, uh, it's tough. And um, you know, we like other banks in the industry. We immediately put into place uh, programs mm-hmm. and protocols to. You know, to defer uh, right. you, know, you know fees and payments and so forth, and uh, to try to help through the uncertainty. Um, I'm happy to say that most of our business owners and most of our consumers far far uh, uh, exceeds in terms of expectations have exited those programs. Mm-hmm. They're on more solid footing and and feel good about that. But there are some that continue to need help. And right. uh, you know, look, I have to be honest, there are going to be some that that. Don't make it. Yeah, uh, that were you know just undercapitalized to start with, or on their way to building a business. But yeah, you know it does happen. Yeah, and it's it's, it's tough. You know, certain businesses that are, you know, like a, a restaurant. Gosh, I mean, what kind of operating capital they have? Two weeks worth of operating capital in some cases. That yeah, it can be pretty pretty light, and we've seen this. Uh, and I think about this more from a commercial real estate perspective, mm-hmm. but the small retailers, that the neighborhood retailers that we all see, you know, your uh, uh, neighborhood dry cleaners and the nail salons and mm-hmm. the small restaurant. Uh, you know, we've probably done more uh, uh, in terms of ordering food from small restaurants right. in the right. last six months than, than ever before, uh, just because we know how important it is. Right. To, to you want them local. to be there when we come Absolutely, out of this. Absolutely, you yeah. do. Look, nothing against the larger businesses. We support them too. Yes, we we really, you know, we we all of us as as consumers, that's important. But um, you know, it's a small business owner that really gives uh, a, a local community a, a feel. Absolutely, and um, you have to support them. Right. Um, 
you know, being being going into those businesses, those are really entrepreneurial minded people. Uh, but oftentimes they don't have the financial acumen or the right. access to capital that larger businesses mm-hmm. might have. And they're just living on the edge. Yeah. And, and this is a, a tough time. It's sad. Um, but I'll tell you that uh, the American public uh, has a history of being resilient. Our economy has a history of being yep. resilient. And there are – I've been amazed at some of the stories where people have come up with a new way to exactly. serve. And you're like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. And they start to do pretty well. Yeah, the creativity that we've seen out of folks is sure. just – you know, I guess that American spirit that like we can just you know find a way. Right. And it is – it was – we have a good friend of ours that has a restaurant in, in Waxhaw, and yeah, he was doing online wine tastings where people would swing by, pick up the wine, then they would go on a Zoom with the people in California to do a wine tasting. I love it. It was brilliant. You know, finding ways that just really, you know, you wanted to do everything you could to help support them in that. You know, I think everybody's tired of, of yeah. the world we're living in right now, and you're wanting to get back to something more normal. But uh, one of the things that, that I that I admire is even though we are needing to keep distance to be safe and, and to help one another, people still find a way to make it very personalized. Right. Yeah. And um, that has been uh, that that has really been a lot of fun. Yeah. To see. Yeah. The, uh, and to your point too, you know, in what we do every day, you know, trying to recruit companies in or work with our existing industries, we've had some that are you know suffering. And they're yeah. doing. They're a product that you know. Sure. Union County. We've done a lot of work to build this aerospace community here. Yeah. So we have the largest aerospace cluster in the state. Um, they're not doing great right now, and uh, we're doing all we can to help support them. But then there's other companies that are just killing it. I mean, they're doing so well. So to your, you know, what you were mentioning about others, you know, it's it's amazing. Sort of, you you look at those that are suffering. You're trying to do what you can to help them, but others are. So ingenious of finding ways to to make their either even shift to making hand sanitizer in the early stages. Right. You know that kind of creativity was really. Oh, we had a number of clients that were doing things just like that, and and you know not only is it a way for them to keep their uh, their employees gainfully employed, right, right? Yeah. And, and that helps the mm-hmm. entire community. Um, but you have to appreciate as a as a citizen what they're doing to help all of us from a, yeah. a healthcare perspective and. Um, yeah, we see a lot of that. You know, yeah. But I will say, you, know, so you, you talk about airspace. It's important that we all recognize what these businesses that are going to need. They're gonna, it's going to take years yes. for these some of these businesses to recover. And we, we need to support them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to support them for the local economy and jobs. We need to support them because they provide a critical need in yes. our economy. And uh, uh, and don't want to lose sight of that, that even though we are all hoping for some near-term good news and improvement, mm-hmm. you know, there are going to be parts of this that stay with us for a couple of years. Right. And it is, you know, whether people believe in it or like it or not, the, you know, the stimulus that's coming out of the feds, even for the larger companies. Sure. You know, what it means to this region to have American Airlines here at Charlotte Douglas mm-hmm. and those flights, if we lose that hub status, that is dramatic in how it would affect all of us. And you know, it, we've long said, uh, you, you go back 30 years, more really, but uh, uh, 
one of the big drivers of this vibrant economy we all get to participate in here mm-hmm. is that airport. Absolutely. And uh, and, and the hub. Uh, you know, we there are a lot of people that had a vision many decades ago mm-hmm. and executed on that. But we've got to take care of that. Right. Absolutely. And again, it's you know, regardless of how you feel, things are different in 2020. We need to sure. you know, support those, sure. find ways to support both the small and even the large. Yeah. Um, so looking at, you know, we mentioned some technology, um, things like PayPal. I'm just kind of curious how some of these other online uh, payment systems, I know that they go mostly through a credit card. Does that affect you guys? Have you seen like checking accounts have less transactions, uh, things like that, or people, because they're online checking, they can, that, so the numbers don't really matter. No, uh, actually, accounts have gone up. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, but we see we see consumers and businesses with in general with larger cash balances, mm-hmm. uh, uh, trying to pay down debt. In some cases, uh, I think that there was a little bit of a you know, with the stimulus. There was you know there were folks that needed that. Mm-hmm. Right, they had to have that to get to to, to make ends meet. Uh, there were also some that said, "I'm probably going to need it, but I'm going to I'm going to stick it in the account and the savings account. We're going to see what how things yeah. play out." And um, your question though about PayPal and just digital in general, yeah, there are a couple of different metrics that we measure around mm. digital usage. We measure religiously, and all of them have gone up, you know, year over year. Yeah, and that's not surprising. And and you know, this year where people have needed to practice social distancing uh, and they're looking to eliminate some of the physical contact, uh, we would expect that, right? But uh, what has been interesting is the mix. You know, we're still building branches. I was going right? to ask about that, yeah. We, uh, and, and you see it here in this region. We're building a lot of branches. Mm-hmm. You know, we've opened up uh, two branches in the last two weeks. We've, uh, we've got more coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're, we're uh, building them, you know, throughout the, throughout the region. And, and uh, people still want that. They mm-hmm. want that, you know, when, when banks originally started building branches, it was about convenience. When we started thinking about digital, it was about convenience. Mm-hmm. What we see is people want to have access to to check a balance, to make a transaction, to do it themselves. They want to be able to do it 24 hours a day. Uh, They're going to use a digital platform. We see that our mobile uh, transactions are going up. Uh, I know that they have in my household, right? Right, right. And so we see that. But at the same time, people still want a relationship. Right. And when they have a major... uh, Transaction when they are looking for uh, 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 something that, that that's important in terms of advice, right? Yeah, uh, they want to have a real person, and, and so so we've seen both of those going on. It, that's a good segue, I guess. Relationships, you know, again, as we mentioned, you guys helped us a lot with the groundhog. Um, what is your relationship with folks like us in the economic development community? How important are we to you? And, and clearly, you guys are important to what we do and how we can recommend you to clients. Extremely important. And uh, and look, we would love we would love to have the relationship like we enjoy mm-hmm. with everyone. Um, referrals are important in our business, but I'll tell you, we do what we do because we firmly believe that we have an obligation to help each community be better. Mm-hmm. And if we're not going to do that, why are we here? Right. And so economic development is a part of that. 
uh, it, it helps uh, all of us when there are uh, new jobs created in an area and, 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 and high-paying jobs. Uh, it helps in attracting more um, opportunities what, for whatever it may be, economic, cultural. Mm-hmm. Um, what you do is critical to the growth of this community. And so what we try to, to share is if you need information, if you need access to people, um, if we can help, if we can share what it's like to work in this community, uh, share ideas, those are all things that we're going to do and try to support you and your efforts to bring business here and, and commerce. Um, at my uh, institution at Fifth Third, we have a lot of individuals that serve on, on boards yes. in, 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 um, in a variety of capacities. But we really get involved with economic development. And, uh, and, and so uh, what I would tell you is, is not only are you critical, uh, even if we got nothing out of it, I would tell you that we all need what you do, and, and you guys in particular, Monroe and Union County, you've just done a phenomenal job. Well, thank you. And again, that, yeah, if it wasn't for you guys and having that wealth of financial institutions in the Charlotte region, but particularly like a fifth third that still keeps it personal. I really do appreciate that. Um, we have, uh, again, in this time of COVID, it's great to have you come on out to the office. I appreciate your time. Sure. Um, and uh, being a resident of Union County, I'm really proud that uh, you've uh, moved up to that role and you know, taken over Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, um, you know, but still here in Union County. So, Well, uh, Union County's home. It's important, uh, and it's important for us to be involved wherever we are. But I'll tell you again, you guys are phenomenal to work with, and you got you got a great team. And uh, uh, Monroe and Union County has been really good to Fifth Third Bank. Thank you very much. Well, to everybody else that's watching, please uh, hope you hope everyone subscribes and uh, listens for more content uh, that comes out. Thank you to the uh, Union County Edge, uh, the Economic Development Growth Enterprise, which is our five hundred one c three that allows us to do this. And so, with that, again, Lee, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye bye.